0: Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle.
1: Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us.
0: So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat.
1: It's just a different realm being pregnant. And I just like for female officers to just be prepared for it because it is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is different. And, you know, just even coming back to work is different. I was going
0: to say how you shared, you know, how it was through the pregnancy. But, you know, that whole just hormonal change and readjusting and f- fitting back into clothes in general. Imagine fitting back into your, yeah, or uniform say, yeah, or having. How was, you know, those early stages of motherhood adjusting back to your career and getting into that, you know, kind of set schedule, whatever it looked like for you?
1: So, you know, you come back different even if, you know, even a dad, you're just a different person because, you know, when I think about the things I used to do in my early part of my career, I wouldn't think of doing that once I had my kids. Yeah, you yeah, know, there's these tiny humans you're yeah, responsible for. There's there's way there's way too much risk involved in it. And then so with with my my first child, um I had a C-section. So I was out longer than I expected it to be. Because, you know, some I knew some women that had C-sections. Like, oh, my, it's fine. Like, you'll heal up quick. And I was like, I'm not healing up quick. And the doctor kept telling me that. And I'm like, this still hurts. Uh-huh. And then I think I kind of got in my head about it, too. Because I'm like, I got to put this belt on. That's not going to be comfortable. Yeah. You know? And, you know, you're a little heavier now, too. And like I said, I was nursing. So now, you know, your vest is a little tighter than it was before. And heavy. And, you know, I put, I put my... <laughs> uniform shirt on and the buttons look like <laughs> they were just praying to get through the day <laughs> you know so it was just
0: it was just it a, was a lot
1: it, it was, a was a lot and then like so um it, it was just I don't know it was just weird like going back to work the first time was hard because I didn't go back to patrol I guess mm-hmm. um I got put in like a temporary assignment because I needed to pump um, which is a whole nother story yeah. but Um, But, I mean, it was nice that I I got that opportunity, per se, Um, not in an area where I wanted to be, but it turned out like it worked out because I learned a lot. So when I went back to patrol, I was able to work that into my patrol Um, and then understand why we were being asked to do certain things in patrol. When you see things from the other side, it's like.
0: Oh, that's why they need certain, certain things. That's on why them. detectives nag us for those yes. things. Okay.
1: <laughs> I got it. Um, I learned
0: something. Yeah.
1: You know, so it was, it was cool, but it was just like, all right, I'm here. You know, you pump, blah, 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 you know, and then I would pump like three times during my shift. Um,
0: Did things change for you though? How you thought about things, how you tried to get home on time or yes. how, what change would you say were challenging or the hardest for you? Well ones- first
1: being away from my son like I didn't realize how hard that was going to be mm-hmm. like being away from them and then it's a reminder that you're away from them because then your boobs fill up with milk and then <laughs> you got to go pump and then you know you, you know, all these tips and tricks to help with your you know milk okay. production and your flow when you're mm-hmm. pumping you know yeah. listening to your baby looking at pictures <laughs> like I just miss him and I want to go home I don't want to be here be. But with all seriousness though I already knew what to expect yep. so like that anxiety from being away like i'd already established kind of a schedule with my son so i knew what this was going to look like already once you know what it's going to look like it makes it's it not, a, it makes it a little yes, easier i know absolutely. it's not every time
0: no but the anxiety not the same because right the fear is gone because you know what it looks like yeah you, you know you
1: I, I i stayed out i went back to work actually a month earlier with my daughter than i did with my son but i also had a vaginal birth with my daughter yes. so i was able to have a vaginal but after cesarean um and so that was a little different so the recovery time wasn't as long and i felt different mm-hmm. physically too okay. um but i did have to order a larger vest because again you know, the nursing Things change, yes. You know, and that's something we don't talk about enough about, you know, when you return the work, like what happens, like you were saying about the uniform. Like my uniform, like like I said, it was holding on. But <laughs> right. we should be talking to our officers about, okay, before you return the work, you know, maybe like that six weeks, you know, that six to yeah. four weeks, depending on how long you're out, go to a uniform store, yeah. get a couple of pants that are a size bigger. You know, get a vest that's larger hmm. if you're gonna be nursing because if you know the vest is heavy now, they're lighter than they used to be when we first started, true yeah. when I still have my very first vest, oh wow, and that thing is
0: heavy. Yes. <laughs> so as you kind of your children grow and your um, kiddos now are not breastfeeding, let's say as much, but they're still needing you, you know, you're in patrol like you're talking about, you know, your hubby's kind of in a new um, a new phase of life with you. Mm-hmm. What are some challenges that you faced trying to balance two kiddos, a shift work, and a husband who doesn't necessarily always understand or always wants, you know, to hear about jobs?
1: Well, our thing was, um, I joke a lot of times that the reason why we're still married and we like each other is because we never really see each other. So we 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 did, well, yes, I was gonna say, raise your hand if right. you know? (laughs) So opposite hours, opposite days, You know, and so we we did that for a long time. Um, So sometimes, I mean, I didn't really tell him about work unless it was something big, because we never had the time to. And then once the kids came along, you know, it was talking about them and what they needed and I'm leaving and he's coming or vice versa. And that's that's all we had time for.
0: and so that the, control that, you know, you tease that control freak, but it comes in handy mm-hmm. in moments where you're trying to work opposite shifts and two toddlers and right. get, how did you get ahead of that? Or did you, where you always felt like you were swimming just to make it to the next day?
1: Some days it was great. And other days it was like, whose idea was it to have kids? <laughs> I mean, just to be honest. So, I mean, and, and then I would try to remind myself, this is temporary. This is temporary. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get through this kind of thing. And we're, we're lucky though, because we have family, around so you know both of our moms live near us you know one of my good girlfriends from college lives near us and so does my brother so and we have great neighbors so I mean if we needed help or overlap or something like that like my brother is self-employed so my son as a toddler has gone to business meetings and stuff like that with my brother so we're very lucky in that way and I think that's what helped to balance it all um we did go through a rough spot after I had my daughter, and when I say after, this is like 11 months after I had my daughter, where I was finally diagnosed
0: with postpartum depression. Oh, oh 11 months? 11 after. months
1: later. And so, but I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what. And then, you know, when my family brought it to my attention, I was like, I don't act like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, Always not me. the last to know. <laughs> right. But then at the same time, it was a bit of relief because it's like, Thank you. So it's not just me. And so I I think that helped out a lot because that helped me realize I don't always have to be so together. Mm -hmm. And if I can be a mess and I can let the people around me know that it's a mess, because that can have gone rogue if I didn't get help when I did. Um, I had great doctor's office like they were fantastic like they included my husband in like my treatment plan we did a lot of holistic stuff before I ended up having to take medication Mm -hmm. um and it I, I think what it came out of it is that my husband and I communicated differently like not just the trivial hey how are you doing or I know you're doing a lot but just that really like hey I noticed you've taken on a lot or you've been a little bit more scattered recently. Like wow. what's going on? Like, you know, can I, what can I take off of your hand? So it definitely helped us be more in tuned or him be more in tuned um, with me. And
0: was, not that that hard, he, was that hard though for you to depend on other people? Yes. And to ask for help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of that. I so would that. assume. Well, just
1: the personality. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's rough. Well, I you know, as moms, we want to, we want to be all. Yeah. And we
0: want to do it right the yeah. first time. And Mm -hmm. not be caught with being a little bit less than.
1: Mm -hmm. And now I don't care. Because I tell people, if you come to my house, you might have to move some um, laundry over to sit down. Isn't that
0: amazing how things change later on? Well,
1: and so I've never been like a neat freak either. But I generally tell people, and no offense to anybody who I'm sitting here with. (laughs) I said, if your house is extra, extra clean, like super tidy, neat freak you got some control issues, and you definitely have some anxiety, and things have to, be, because you can control that, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, but there's other things that may be a little interesting if I bring down those layers. Now, if you come to my house, I tell people all my crazy is on display. Yes. <laughs> so you like i said the the kids playroom is a hot mess sometimes dishes from last night might still be in the sink maybe even two days ago hey. i don't know um and you might have to move some laundry over to sit down and i i tell people too if you want to know how i'm actually feeling inside you'll see by my house ask ask for a picture of my bedroom mm-hmm. that'll let you know how i'm actually if i can feeling, tell you yeah. I, i'm fine i'm i'm good mm-hmm. Show me at your bedroom. And you're like, you are a mess. Let's talk now. So I've learned that about myself over the years. But I Cause said, that's you know, your safe space. Yeah, that's and, your private yeah, space. Yeah. And I said, my I'm, my crazy is out on display when you come to my house. Like, I don't hide anything. <laughs> so, wow, you know, but it's just families are hard. Like, I tell people, yes. like, it's great. Like, the fairy tale, happily, happily ever after. Like, it's, it's nice. And you can have that. During my law enforcement career, I was injured on duty at one point. And, you know, had some decent injuries. And you go through a lot of ups and downs with that that you don't expect. Like, you feel like, oh, I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Like, you're used to telling people what to expect. But then when you're in that position, (laughs) that's a whole different story. You know, you you can only, in the medical field, you can only – fix yourself up to a certain point right right even mentally like I can Mm -hmm. only fix myself up like I knew all these things and I knew the ups and downs and the waves of emotion but when it's you it's different like you're not outside of it like like I tell people almost like being in the ocean so Mm -hmm. if you're in the ocean you're in it like you can't see everything but if you're a cloud a cloud if I'm a cloud I can see the reef I can see the sharks. I can see a sunken shipwreck. I can see all these things that I can like, I'm in the water. I can't see these things because mm-hmm. I'm on the same level. So that's kind of what those emotions felt like. And I think what helped, obviously, it was a lot for my family and stuff like that. Cause you know, you don't wanna have to call a family member uh, and say, hey, <laughs> I might not be okay right now. So remember that thing we said could happen sometime <laughs> on the job? and we hope it never happens well it's happened so that was a lot and just luckily like I said my husband is very supportive and he was there with me the whole ride but I think what honestly helped us in going back to the um the um postpartum depression is going through that because we already had this connection with each other as far as checking in, making sure we were okay, him making sure I was okay and I wasn't taking on too much. So once this injury took place, it was like, okay, I got you. Like, I already know what to do, but Mm. I already had like coping mechanisms in place because, you know, my, I was in this different mindset, like sharing what's going on. Like, don't let it get so bad that you break. And then the people that are around you. And I I like to tell people this too, because it's like, don't, get to the point where you're not sharing with the people around you and then you come completely apart and then that makes the people that are living in the house with you or that are close to you even if it's a friend or something that makes them feel bad because they're like what did i miss right Mm -hmm. like how did i not see this and i know that looks different for everybody like i'm not you know but i'm not trying to like push anybody in that way but i'm trying to push you because they're at a loss they are when they're used to be you being that strong person and you you can't do anything. You're emotionally broken. And they're like, I did not know this was going on with you. Or even if they did, they didn't know how to get your attention to
0: right. talk about it. right? Do you think if you had not gone through your postpartum, you know, because obviously your, hu- your husband's seen you, this tough woman, right? And, and from, like you said, all these examples of times where, you know, you have to push him back yeah. right. <laughs> and he's trying to push forward. Right. But, you know, going through postpartum in itself for mm-hmm. any woman is the most vulnerable you'll probably be. Do you think if you had not gone through that where you guys had to change your communication style, you had to change, you know, what he, you allowed him to see and mm-hmm. how he can help you, do you think it would have been the same when you were injured and you were hurt and he had to, you know, see you in this in this new environment like you said in this new way? Do you think it would have been the same?
1: No. I yeah. don't. Because I I you know, yeah, I don't I don't think it would no. have been the same. I don't think because I didn't have any of the coping mechanisms. Like right. I said, I didn't have that great relationship with my doctor. Um, I wasn't seeing a therapist, and I wasn't being very—I would not have been very open with how I was feeling because I would have done the thing that we do in first responder world: is I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm I'm good, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm fine, and you push through it, and you yep. I, I'm gonna get back to work. I'm fine, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I realized from the postpartum situation, I don't have to do that. Like, I don't have to, like, you were talking about, like, your priorities changing when you have a family. Like, the only people I have to be, like, I need to be strong for me, but I, the only people that matter whose opinion really, really matters are the people who live in the house where mm-hmm. that mortgage is paid. Everybody else, it's it's not a thing. Like, these yeah. are the people I'm responsible for because even when I got injured, you know, I have two kids, you know, when I got injured. So, I still have to come home and, you know, going back to, we were talking about kids needing Needing mom more, yeah. your kids don't care when you're hurt or when you're sick. No, you know what I mean. Like they need, they need stuff still, right? and they're like, uh "Can you get this toy?" I have a migraine. Like my head feels like it's gonna fall off of my neck, and you're asking me to stand up right now. Aren't there two adults in? The, yeah, and grandma here, and daddy up front. Why are you asking me questions? You know, it's it's mom. A, it was the same way when I was injured. Like they, you know, they don't see it that way, and they still need you. So. Well, it's a comfort
0: for them to see that mom can still do for them.
1: Right. And one didn't understand what was going on. The other one understood more than I expected oh. <laughs> to understand. Wow. And so that was interesting, and that's an interesting conversation that you don't always expect to get into because when we talk about law enforcement being injured, it's generally older kids we think of. We don't okay. think of, you know, people who can't wipe their butts. Yep. Um, and <laughs> so need, like, a caretaker. Yeah, they don't their see that wisdom from this little... <laughs> Hey, listen I'm gonna tell you this little person has been here before. I'm gonna tell you that because my son picked up on things I absolutely did not expect him to pick up on because we were very careful on not to talk about things around him. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you some of the statements that he made, I looked and I was like what I, what do what do I say right Because like, you weren't prepared I don't, yeah I, I was I honestly wouldn't. I feel like if he had been ten, I probably would have been more prepared. for that but he was under the age of five at that time and it was just like how do you know things and can you find lottery numbers for me (laughs) (laughs) can you use this new because you know too much wow (laughs) you know but he's he's very perceptive Mm -hmm. and you know but maybe I needed that at the time too and I think sometimes we need to be needed in a different way so I think that also helped having kids that young that still that needed me to do stuff so that right. forced me to get up it forced me to not wallow the way i really wanted to yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, you know i mean they're known for that you know yeah. that sometimes people say that i the kids got through it or i lived through this because of my kids yeah 100% and it could be 100% like you said yeah but this little guy
1: he knows too much it's creepy yeah. sometimes but I, I but i like it and i and i'm glad that he is that way because that means he will definitely be in tune with people around him, mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, do you need a hug?" Because I've done that. I've just walked up to people before. I'm like, "I feel like you need a hug." <laughs> like, it's a great I little just, icebreaker, just, isn't it? There's yeah. like an energy. Like I just feel, and I've had people say, "I really do," or mm-hmm. I've had people just like cry all over oh, me, mm-hmm. and be like, "Thank you so." Much. Like I needed that, and I. But I've had also had people do that to me. So going back to what you were saying earlier about just compliment like somebody out in public you know because you never you never know what somebody else is going through like you just like somebody could the same way when you show up on a call you're often meeting somebody or somebody comes into the hospital you're meeting somebody on like their worst day Mm -hmm. you know and so somebody being rude I try to fluff it off as I don't know where they just came from unless you're just absolutely a jerk about it Mm -hmm. we might get into it but other than that i'm like you know what they could have gotten the worst news of their life just now Mm -hmm. i'm not going to add to that that's Mm -hmm. on you and maybe they'll think about this interaction later but that takes time that takes practice i wasn't always like that if you say something to me i'm gonna say something back
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you like you said you've grown
1: yes i have you know and and i'm
0: hearing all this you know real intuitive information by the way and very compassionate very empathetic you know how you make it a point to go out and Reach out to folks, right? And and mm-hmm. look look at their energy. So you're going through, you know, uh, it looks like a career kind of uh, decision making time with these injuries, and you're at probably your hardest. Would you say physically, emotionally?
1: Mm-hmm. How did you let
0: people in? And how did you, uh, or how did people, I guess, break through to help you or even your spouse? Did you let them?
1: I'd let no, I let them. Like at that point, I was in full like. let's talk about it Mm -hmm. ugly cry mode like let's do it um because it it hurts to hold it inside like it sucks like i I was and it's exhausting to do that you know and i don't i guess part of it was i didn't want other people to think that if they found themselves in that type of situation where they were you know facing an injury and in my case a career ending injury that they had to bottle it all up because it just makes it worse because even when you get to the okay well I can't do this job anymore part that's a whole another ball right. of emotions that you have to take on that you don't want to have to deal with that and processing feelings that you didn't process originally yeah. from your injury wow you know because it, it all it all takes time and we're humans like so I want to basically I I was being more vulnerable to encourage other people to be more vulnerable too and to get myself in that practice of doing that. You know, wow. because basically I wanted to be if I'd gotten a retirement, I wanted to be healthy mentally right for now. my kids. Right. You know, and that's what kind of got me started on that journey prior to even before I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, I kinda changed some things. Yeah. Then the diagnosis happened, I had some other things changed, then my, my injury happened and i continued with what i was doing before and added some more coping mechanisms but it's like i want to be healthy for my kids like i don't want to be angry when i retire i don't want to be short with them you know i you know i like my husband as long as he don't get on my nerves like i want to stay married to him and i want us to stay connected and i don't want to feel like people don't understand me and stuff like that so those were kind of changes that i wanted to make for myself um, and it just you know it kind of spreads out in the other areas too, and um, you know I want to I don't I didn't want to be that person to where I was away at work so much that when I did retire my kids were like who are you, yeah oh now you want to be here now you're nice you know because you know, I've, I've heard connected. those stories so many times and I said you know I I didn't have the most awesome career like when you look at like rank and positions and stuff like that i was happy with the things that i did and other people you know they want to go 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 but to me the higher up you go the less time you get to spend with family sometimes and i had a fam i got married and i had kids to be with them right you know i like y'all at work but (laughs) shit i don't like y'all that much like because you do get into that you 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 end up spending more time with the people at work than you do with the people you share a last name with yes i didn't want that no And do you think
0: when the time came, unfortunately, for medical retirement, is what you said, and now, you know, you're processing. Mm. It sounds like you're at a healthier place because if it all hit without being vulnerable. The
1: transition part still. I was just going to say. We're still in that.
0: I was going to say, you you can't always can't take the cop out of the person. You could take the person out of the cop life. Right. So I have to ask, how has it been being, you know, not sworn, I guess, if I'm using the language, and now you're having to discover – you know, who you are oh, 24 is 7. Happens. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I like bet. It's,
1: it's, well, you know, I think in the beginning, I was very busy with my kids. So I didn't really pay attention to it. It was just like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm not. I don't identify with my job like that kind of thing. Sure. Um, My family is what's important. And, you know, but transitioning to being a stay at home mom is different. So I bless That's hard for anybody. No no matter. It is. Bless all stay at home moms. Like I'm gonna tell you that right now. And gentlemen or uh, ladies, if you have a stay at home mom or girlfriend, listen, kiss them when you get home. Just Mm -hmm. tell me because it's not easy. No, it's not easy. I even called some of my stay-at-home mom friends after doing it for a few months and said I had no idea. Really? <laughs> like, I, I have a whole new respect for what I thought this was and what it actually is. Um. So but I was so busy with my kids, I really didn't pay attention. But when, you know, things just kind of got into a routine, even with the kids, if both of them are in school full-time, and you drop them off, and you kind of like... Got I all mean? this time now. What do you do with it? All right, you know, but like you said, the non-sworn part, and it's just like that's weird. It is. It's. I've uh, been sworn for so long. You know, I, I'm like, so I'm, I'm a civilian. I guess. <laughs> what does that mean? You're like, please define. Me. Like, do you know? I? I don't get. I want, I want the special treatment again. <laughs> hey, like, I don't. Hey. Can I get a free coffee? No. Okay. Bing, that's ding. stealing. Okay, yep. my bad. Um, <laughs> I'll pay. I'll. Pay. But I'll give you the money. I swear. <laughs> But it, it is different. And I think it's just kind of finding your rhythm again, mm-hmm. um, especially finding it after someone else knocked you off of your rhythm. I would say definitely the cha- the abrupt change you didn't plan for or right. even want yet. Mm-hmm. And it, it is different. Like there are people who've gotten to plan their retirements. Right. And even with that, there's a transition. Because people oh. Are like, oh, well, I, I can't wait till I retire. Mm-mm. And I'm like, you still will have that transition. You yeah. have. I said, it w- this was a part of your life. This job was a part. I don't care what you do for a living. Yes. It was a part of your life. Even transitioning like uh, out of the military, that was a part of your everyday life mm-hmm. for 15, so such a comfort, 20, such a- 30 years sometimes. You just don't say tomorrow, well, I'm not putting that uniform on anymore. And I'm in a Tommy Bahama shirt. Or some yoga pants and some flip flops, and life is great. No. No, there's a morning process. And, there, and that's, that's exactly, that's exactly it what I discovered as time went on. It's a morning process. And then also, not only is it a morning process, before you even get to the transition part, when you talk about retirement and, and things like that, with the injury part, it's also a morning process mm. because it's like, but I still had this much more time to go. Um, And then also it's a mourning process for who you used to be. You'll hear people say that a lot when they're talking about trauma or they'll refer to before their injury or their trauma, you know? And it's like, you have to mourn for the person you used to be, because you're not that person. I mean, that person, it's in there, but there's different aspects of who you are now. And like... (laughs) I, you know, I've just met you two ladies, right? And um, I can decide how I feel about you, right? We met, we chatted. Okay, I can walk away. I'm like, okay, huh. she seemed kind of cool. Or eh, maybe she's not my cup of tea. But when it's you, you don't get to do that. You don't get to walk no. away from you. No. You're stuck <laughs> with this new person. I mean, it sounds no, a it's little true. like you need to be medicated. <laughs> and I explain it like that. But it's just it like. Is. Well, <laughs> I kind of have to be okay because we are one person, right? Yes. And all, <laughs> um, all the time, guy that yes. talks to me, right? <laughs> so as much as you want to be who you used to be, that person—I'm not saying it doesn't—they com- don't completely exist. It's just there's just new aspects of you that you have to be okay with, and that mm-hmm. takes time. Oh, so that's kind of where right. I've noticed I've been, and some days I like it. Some—I mean, I just two weeks ago, I had a little meltdown and I had to call my husband at work and I was crying so bad he didn't understand what I was saying on the phone and I told him that straight out and he's like well, what's going on? I said I don't like this I don't like this at all I want to go back to before I don't like this I don't like the way I react I don't like the way these emotions come on suddenly like I want to be the person I used to be and this sucks because I think we think we have a time frame on things too mm-hmm. but that. it happens when it happens
0: yep. and everybody's different everybody has a different path yeah so that's,
1: do, I'm just embracing that right now. I'm yeah. trying to be as it comes. I appreciate
0: being honest because that's, yeah. not everybody would share that. Not everybody would be that honest that it's really still hard. So have there been times where uh, forgetting that you are retired, you know, or thinking that, oh, you know, I don't do that anymore. So therefore, I'm, I don't act that way. Have things happened or have you realized that maybe there are some identity pieces that, you know, we think, yeah, We didn't, the job wasn't us and kind of came up and stuck up on you.
1: If I can't go somewhere where other people get to, I get upset. (laughs) Or I had to fill out some paperwork as a, as non-sworn. I was like,
0: (laughs) you're like, just plain old me. What is that? I don't know what that is. (laughs) Like. But I, honestly that was like
1: I didn't think it was going to affect me like that to I, tell you the truth. Like yeah. it seems very small. Like legit filling out an application mm, right. for something and I had to check non-sworn and I was just like but I haven't been non-sworn for that long. You could just yeah. you could just let like, me in, right? Right, right? I'm in the club right. and they're like no. no you're
0: not. You, you could over here now. Yeah. So it's
1: I I didn't realize it and I was like, wow. And even I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, This is really bothering you. And I was like, it like I honestly mm-hmm. didn't expect it to bother me that much. Right. You mm-hmm. wow. know.
0: Well so I'm gonna ask the question I think we're all yeah. wondering. So you went from shift work, you know, where you and your spouse were on opposite shifts, balancing your kids. Like you said, you didn't see each other often, but you made it work. Mm-hmm. And now you're home and I know you're not home is is relative because I'm pretty sure you're probably more busy than you were before because that's what everybody says. (laughs) But you still are home probably more consistent and have some kind of a schedule. Yes. How has it been not just being an at-home mom, but then having to now work with your spouse together and making decisions on even the most mundane things that before just got done or, you know?
1: It's an adjustment. I bet. Because I forget to talk things over with him sometimes because I was so used to doing it by myself. Gotcha. And now we have days where we're home together mm-hmm. and while his off days. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should check with you about it. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess I should let you know, like I have this <laughs> appointment and I'm going here and, oh, I'm, I'm going out of town these days <laughs> or, you know, like I forget because we operated on our own thing for yeah. so long, which I tell people that could be a blessing and a curse Yes, yeah, okay. because you can get to the point where you, stop communicating altogether because you're basically living separate lives so yep. when you see each other you really got to make that effort to see each other yeah yes you know and so now you
0: can't there is no oh i got to call out right or oh right. my shift's about to start it is like yeah. here we are
1: here we are yeah. like you again yes oh. <laughs> like we wow. have to get we have to adjust we're still adjusting to sleeping in the same bed oh. because he worked overnights for and i slept by myself you know, like most of the week. Wow. And so it's weird. Like, I mean, I, I fall asleep on the couch sometimes. One, I'm a night owl. owl. Um, and I move around a lot. So I always feel like I'm disturbing him. But um, he, he no longer works overnights. He works during the day now. But it's just weird, like, going in the room and being like,
0: are you in the bed? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're here again too. Oh, but
1: it's good. It's I mean, yeah. it's an adjustment. I like it. Like life is about change, even when you don't want it. So I try to look at the positives and, you know, it, the situation sucked, you know, that my injury um came out of, but I've had a lot of good things happen since then. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't complain about that and, you know, I get to be home with my family. So, you know, you're making the best and you have to, because if I sit around and mope about it, who is that's not helping anybody, right?
0: If you can go back and recommend it, somebody else that went through it, another female officer, another spouse, even of a, of a, of an officer, um, male or female, it doesn't really matter. What's the one piece of advice that you would give someone that maybe had gone through some of your journey that looking back, you know, you would change or that you would recommend if you could do one thing throughout all of that. Mm. what would you
1: uh two things actually i'll take them don't take things so personal okay because that will that will drain your energy quick if you take everything personally in in this um in this line of work and remember you're a human being who wears a uniform you're not your uniform oh wait to that one there is a lot of people, feelings, life that are attached to the person that's in that uniform. If your uniform could go to work and take all these physical and mental traumas, have at it. But guess what? The person inside takes that. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't, you know, I know a lot of law enforcement, we love superheroes. I love superheroes. Mm -hmm. But remember, superheroes have their issues. Mm -hmm. They always have a very sad and interesting (laughs) origin story. Mm -hmm. And they have weaknesses. And Some of them have very simple weaknesses, too. So just remember, you're not superheroes aren't invincible you know they have something wow. and so do we and you know we we have to always remember that you know so that's advice i wish i'd had i think my looking back i like i would have handled things differently like when it came to emotions and things like that even in my rookie years cuz now i can pinpoint when anxiety and things like that started creeping in on me, hmm. but I didn't know what it was because we didn't talk about right. it. And that wasn't the culture then. Right. And nobody took me aside and said, Hey, let me tell what? you something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this, uh. this will tell that to someone else. Cause we so. are talking about this more. Yeah. You know, just generationally, culturally it's changing. Yeah. Well, I thank you for sharing and taking this time to share. I mean, we have quite a bit of, yeah. of a lot that I love. This is not even my normal closing, but But I want to say thank you for joining us. It was awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Um, ladies, for having me. have to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: appreciate you all for having me. I I really do.
0: Thanks for riding along with us today. We hope our perspectives from the passenger seat helped you gain some insights to navigate the Leo lifestyle. For additional information and resources, visit us on Instagram at Ride Along Chronicles. Follow, like, and comment for more. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, leave a comment or send a confidential email. See you on the next ride.